The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network. For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. I am Tobin Addington. And I'm Isla Addington. And today we have a very special guest, my friend and colleague, Colin. Hi, Colin. Hey, I could have been a contender, but I guess I am now. So we're good. <laughs> you are now. Yes, officially Thanks you so are. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And, and we brought Colin in to talk to us about a movie from 2013 uh, called The To-Do List. Now, uh, had either of you seen, Aizen, had you seen The To-Do List before we uh, decided to do this as our episode? Um, yes, I had, Tobin. I saw it in the movie theater. You did? Um, I did, as a, as a very big um, Aubrey Plaza fan. And uh, as you noticed, there were many a, a friendly face in this movie. Um, and so I, I was interested in the people. Um, I did not remember some of the details, if you will, <laughs> of the piece. Um, but yes, I saw it in the theater. Colin, have you seen it before? No, this was actually one of those weird movies with the weird phenomenon. It completely passed me by. Um, certain movies did that because I, I was deployed for quite a few years. And in 2013, I was deployed as well. So just came and went without me even knowing about it. And Tobin, how about you? Uh... I had watched like the first five minutes of it, I think. Mm. Um, and I forget, I didn't turn it off for any particular reason. <laughs> I wasn't scandalized or anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, but no, I, so I'd seen the first five minutes of it, but I'd not seen anything past that. Um, and I had kind of been aware of it as it was, um, you know, it was a, was it a Sundance movie or um, I can't remember. It was a, it was a, it was in the ether a little bit, but I had never seen it all the way through. So this was my first watch of the to-do list. Could you, while I'm asking questions, Tobin, could you help us out and give us a little bit more history into this film? Sure. It's hard to find a lot of the history of uh, the making of the to-do list. But the two things that jumped out at me were that the original title for the movie was The Hand Job, um, And uh, perhaps, be, well, for who knows what reasons, the movie had a hard time getting financed. <laughs> Um, you don't say. Yeah. And I guess, you know, <laughs> everybody would want to read a, a, you know, everybody in Hollywood probably wants to read a script called The Handjob that's getting buzz. But then I, I'm, I'm wondering then maybe something in the, the, the kind of content that it is, um, particularly centering around women's sexuality, maybe mm -hmm. uh, through people a little bit. Um, the other other uh, interesting bit of film history that mo will mean something um, to to uh, Island and to me is that the writer-director, Maggie Carey, grew up in Boise, Idaho, where the movie's set, and she graduated from the University of Montana in Missoula with a degree oh. in English. Uh, and that's, yeah, so um, that's our hometown. Uh, she she was in our hometown at one point or another for school. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, those are, the, those are the, the two bits of film history that I have. Uh, Island, would you uh, tell us who are the women involved in major roles? Who are the ladies in charge of the to-do list? Happy to. As you mentioned, writer-director Maggie Carey. Actors Aubrey Plaza, Alia Shawkat, Sarah Steele. Rachel Bilson, and the love of my life, Connie Britton. Uh, producers include Maggie Carey, Tracy McGrath, Charlotte Sumter Bridget, Jennifer Todd, and Jennifer Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Todd and Jennifer Todd. <laughs> yep. Both Jennifer's Todd. <laughs> do you want me to do the whole line again? No, that, okay. that's funny. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, casting, Cheryl Levine. Set decoration, Cassandra Fuot. And costume design, Tracy Gigi Field. I couldn't wait to see how you were going to um, pronounce Cassandra's quote, last quote. name. <laughs> it's probably Fuote, but I don't know, man. I, I like how you went for oh it, though. Oh, my God. I would have stepped on alias this shot is, that. Oh, I'm sure I didn't say it right, but I said it confidently. So, uh, yeah, I, you, had, you. you had the ruse working for me. <laughs> um, all right, Tobin. Mm-hmm. Because this is a lesser-known film, and because mm-hmm. this is a segment in each episode of our program, mm-hmm. would you please give a short summary of the to-do list? Yes, I adapted this from one I found online. Feeling pressed to become more sexually experienced before going off to college, A student, Brandy Clark, makes a list of things to accomplish before the end of the summer, with and sometimes despite the help of her friends, her lifeguard co-workers, her older sister, and her parents, Brandy ends up learning as much or more about herself as she does about the birds and the bees. Aw, that makes it sound sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And and there are aspects that are, and I just need to say, because I sort of am the one that brought us all here, um, I remember now why. And it's that I've wanted to talk to you about this movie for a while, Toen, because there are aspects of it there are lines in it and even and like conversations that I think are really funny and brilliant. And there's some moments where it happens on our podcast sometimes where we say, Oh yes, this definitely had a woman somewhere mm-hmm. in the mix. Um, and yet it's like not a good movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's one of those where the ingredients, there's some good stuff in there, mm-hmm. but so that's what that's what I start y'all with as my yeah I'm I'm a little bit puzzled I enjoyed it but I'm a little bit puzzled um other uh, big picture reactions Ooh, so to me it kind of felt like uh kind of felt like if it weren't for the predominantly female cast it could have been you know any coming of age boy nerd sure. discovering his sexuality mm. type of movie. Um, mm. Aubrey Plaza did make it interesting though, uh, probably more interesting than it would have been with uh, sort of a coming to age nerd movie with, uh, Oh, what's the, what's the dork's name that was in that other sex movie? Uh, oh, J- J.D. Qualls? Is no. that his name? The, the, the Weasley guy? <laughs> I love that. That's where you went. From Road Trip? Road trip. <laughs> so no, no, not EJ Qualls. No, the the oh. nerd who was in this movie. Oh, oh yes, uh, Christopher Mintz-Plot. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, you knew his name off the top of your head. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah. Wow, good on you. <laughs> I know a lot of dumb things off the top of my head, Vaughn. <laughs> I never, in a thousand years, gun to my head, <laughs> never, never would have been able to pull that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think we've seen that movie, right? Yeah. We've seen that, uh, what are, the McLovin movie. What is that one? Oh, super bad. Super bad. Yeah. Like, right. Seen super bad. Um, you know, Tobin and I, uh, in the theater went to American pie together with opening friends. Night. It wasn't like opening a weird brother, sister date. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I think we've seen it and we're more used to it that way. Mm. And some of those are more successful than others, of course. Um, so I yeah I love that this is lady centered, um, and you of course at some point you know I'm going to want to talk about the parents for a long time, but um, yeah, did you like the movie, Colin? I did. Yeah, it's uh, it's similar to what you said. It can't by any means call it a great movie, but uh, it, it was a fun romp. Yeah, certainly. Tobin, did you enjoy the romp? I didn't. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I had a very a very similar re- reaction to the one that you did, Island, which is that, and 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 sounds like Colin did too, which is that it did it didn't seem to live up to the sum of its part. Like it, you know, right. like the, it was there were parts that were interesting, there were moments that were interesting, there were there were sort of glimmers, but I I didn't really I, I stopped believing in the Brandy Clark character pretty early in the movie. Mm. And she just felt so artificial to me. And so kind of 
cartoony almost. Hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't buy her humanity as much. And Aubrey Plaza is doing all she can. I think right. I, I, it kept reminding me of the um, main characters in Booksmart, who hmm. felt who feel so lived in, even though they are hysterical hmm. and you know, and goofy and, you know, things are in, in the extreme, but I, but I so fundamentally believed the women in those movies and this, it felt more posturing in the way that so many of those male teenage coming mm-hmm. of age, raunchy comedies do that, that it's all, it, it felt all, all, it felt like there was too much posture, I think. I, I don't well, know, but I, so no, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy, enjoy it. I mean, I like parts of it, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend this movie mm-hmm. to people. So this is this may or may not make, make sense to other people. So it's a great thing to share in a podcast. <laughs> um, for me, it's like a chocolate chocolate chip cookie, and here's why. For me, chocolate ruins a chocolate chip cookie. Like all I've ever wanted in my life is a chocolate chip cookie with no chocolate chips in it, right? You know you can do that, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but why would you? Okay, that yeah. aside, though. So it's like. <laughs> Yes, if that's offered- all you wanted. <laughs> Someone, I wanted trampoline also, but that's neither here nor there. You um, can get one of those yeah. too. I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like a chocolate chip cookie is good, but as I'm eating each bite, <laughs> I'm always disappointed when there's. <laughs> And so I sort of felt like that, where, like, I wanted, I so wanted it to just be a cookie, but there was a bunch of chocolate in it, and I could not get away from it. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that doesn't, you can cut that out, Tobin, because that doesn't make sense to anyone else. No, it's hysterical. This is familiar. <laughs> Everyone loves chocolate chip cookies. Um, so, Tobin, I think yeah. you seem to have the um, strongest negative reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell me one thing that you think did work about this movie? Yes. I love um, Connie Britton's relationship with her kids. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You and lube mom gave you. Yes. Yes. And, and actually with everybody, I like her relationship with her, with her husband too. Um, and, uh, you know, eyes on, I know you'll have lots of things to say about, uh, about that. So I believe that to you, but I, I really, and part of it's Connie Britton because I just, I do, I will always, I will always love me some Connie Britton. Um, you know, and I think that she, I think that she felt, she feels really genuine in mm-hmm. this, even when the movie is sometimes not being, and I think she brings genuineness to the relationships that she has with the, with the other characters. And um, so that's, that's, there are other things I like too, but I will start with that. Mm-hmm. Colin, what about you? Is what, what about the movie? It, something particular that jumped out is something that really worked for you. Uh, oh boy, the main crush. He, he was a handsome sucker. He's so cute. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. And I can relate because he, he chunked out later in life. He oh, chunked gosh. out. So I, I can I can relate to that. You know, it, it all happens, growing pains. You know, I, I once had abs that were visible, you know, traded, traded them in for the keg. No big deal. So, yeah, I got a soft spot for old boy. Mm-hmm. He's in one of my favorite films based on one of my favorite books. Uh, Person being a wallflower. Yeah. So if folks want to see more Johnny Simmons, uh, please check that out. Um, so you you thought that you believed the the crush, the sort of nerdy boy that felt used and betrayed. I believed him. Right. Is that sorry? Is that what you were you're saying? Like you? Um, no, no, you no, no, no. Character? No, no. The actual handsome guy. That's the one I liked. Who's the oh, oh. <laughs> Rusty Waters? Yeah, that's Rusty the one. Waters. Chris Porter. <laughs> Scott Porter. Scott Porter. Sorry, yeah. I just assume everyone's name is Chris. He chunked out in Law and Order. Oh, oh, is he on Law and Order now? Pretty sure. Yeah. Interesting. Just the guy on Interesting. Oh. Huh. Um, Street from Jason uh, Street, man. Yeah. And Connie Britton. Here we are, Friday Night Lights, yeah. all over again. I didn't put that all together, even though I thought of both of them as their characters. You didn't put it together until just now. No, I mean I knew. That, oh, there. I didn't. I didn't say to myself, "Oh, this is a reunion of two oh, people from I that did. show." But I, I, um, 
I independently thought, oh, that's Jason Street from Friday Night right. Lights. And, oh, that's Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights. I put that together, act one. Love it. <laughs> that was the first place my mind went. I thought that was um, the low-hanging fruit that wasn't worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all worth mentioning here. Um, the thing that I like the best is are the, the three uh, friends. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. I think in the male version of this movie, they're not going to sing the entire song yes. from Beaches. Right? Yes, and, yes, totally. And, and for me, it, that was a scene that started funny, then it wasn't funny, but then it, we were in it so long, it, it came back around. Mm-hmm. But I could understand that that might not be the cycle for everybody. But for me, it certainly was. And then when you add the um, ongoing or the reoccurring um, scene of, of Brandy stopping at the fast food place to just tell them something Yeah. while they're working and <laughs> they keep going. And then we see the little nerdy boy do it too. Um, yeah. I, I, I really liked their, their friendship and the, her coming around to that is, is something that should be valued and important. And she had, as we all do, let it, you know, her priorities get, little bit jumbled um but but yeah i liked the way that that all resolved and in the end she was able to balance her burgeoning sexuality with her female friends i like that the the scene the you're describing the the where they sing the song from beaches partly because that's where i really felt the hand of a felt like i could feel the hand of a a woman filmmaker behind it because they didn't have to like they there's no discussion you know i mean they have a little bit of a fight but they don't have to then say oh right. I forgive you whatever like it's just no we would start singing the song from beaches and then you would start singing the song and then we'd all start we'd pull the third person in like that it felt very genuine that moment um uh and and felt like a thing that you know my brain if i'm writing that scene and, and I, I'm extrapolating from myself to, to, to you know to male writers, but I, um, it, it, in my experience with other movies like this, that scene is is a different thing, right? Like it, it's a, it would be hard to you know that felt like it comes out of experience in some way, some kind, sort of a shared thing like that, and I I appreciate that too. That's a good one. Okay. Is there anything else anyone liked about this movie? Oh yeah, yeah. There are things that I don't. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mean to say I didn't like things about the movie. It's just I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> right. Is before we move on, is was Beaches really a thing? Was that like Oh yeah. Was that a yeah. Paramount movie in the nineties for coming of age young ladies? Oh I think yeah, for I yeah. I think also for older ladies too. I think it's a little bit funny that it's high school students, but oh yes. Huh. yes I think many. and I think partly because Blossom was in it. Um, right, uh, playing uh-huh. the young Bette Midler, and that would have been a big draw. And it was that's what I knew the movie from at first mm-hmm. was that oh, this is the movie where Blossom like is in a grown up movie, and I remember mom calling us in to watch that scene, yeah, <laughs> or maybe, maybe you know, and 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 also I think it's the song was just huge. Like every choir would have sung it. You know, these kids mm-hmm. who are in, in high school would have been would have known like the, the song. And then, song. Right, right, and it's and then the fact that it's a movie about female friendship and in. Of which there aren't many. And so I think for um, young women of that age at that time, it was a movie that they would have I, – I, I do believe they would have, like, known every, you know, lyric of that song by heart. Oh, so it had Maim Bialik? Yes. Nice. For the longest time, I thought they were referencing uh, uh, The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Um, which I was like, really? You want to see that? I guess maybe they think Leo's cute or something. But yeah, right, so right. I uh, that went right <laughs> over my head. I I realize <laughs> I'm audio, so you can't see the hand over the head thing. So I sure. just have to vocalize <laughs> that it went over my head. <laughs> Colin, are there other things that you that you liked? Isla wants us to hear talk more about things that we liked. Did you have other things you liked? <laughs> okay, yeah. There's a there's a few things that I liked. Um, oh boy, I should have taken notes. <laughs> mm, uh-huh. Things that I liked. Well, I can name another while you while yeah, you think go about for it. it. I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> I, I, Isla, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this. I kind of liked the 
Rachel Bilson character. I kind of like the sister um, and their Ooh. dynamic with one another in a way. And I couldn't quite put my finger on why. I know she's famous, but I don't know from what. Um, and so I don't have any associations with her other than that she's a famous person. Oh, the 70s um, program. No. Oh, really? Um, I'm sorry. You're incorrect. Um, no, that's that's not the no, one. It's oh, the no, Barton. it's the OC. The OC. The OC. The California. Yeah. I was yeah. Oh, confused right. That's with the theme song. With uh, Mila Kunis? Yeah. With Mila Kunis. Yeah. 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 They're interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac, what, what did you think about that Rachel Wilson character? about women on this podcast. Um, I liked her. Sorry, now my computer is trying to update, and so I'm trying to make sure it doesn't. Um, yes, I think at the beginning, you know, she set up uh, as kind of an antagonist, or this is a different kind mm-hmm. of person, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Um, I, I I think it could have come a little bit more full circle of like they need each other more than just Brandy needed her. I don't remember her name. Um, but Amber. Amber. Thank you. Of course it was Amber because it was 1993. Um, right, right. But yes, certainly uh, she grew on me and her, her wisdom in the world, I think, became clear partway yeah. through. Um, yeah. But that's the other part for me that drew me to it in the beginning and probably why it has stuck in my mind are 1993 in Idaho. Uh-huh. I love the 90s and I mm-hmm. love a small town, but in the Mountain West, which mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of. So that was, that it's, that it's in Boise. It's just like, yes. that's the closest we're going to get to a <laughs> <Yeah>. teen sex <laughs> comedy about Montana. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I do love the nineties. I thought they got the hair right. Uh, oh, God, you know, yes. and the, and the clothes. The and outfits. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and the music. I, I mean, so I think that really, there was a lot there that would just keep me entertained yes. regardless of what was going on. Right. Um, so in, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out the next thing to say, but Tobin, if you have something, you can go. No, go go ahead. Well, I was just going to, um, because it is so explicit, I guess I sort of wanted to talk about that. And if the um, Frank sexuality worked or not, and, and if it was respectful enough or funny enough or anything enough. Hmm. Wow. Do you have a thought? <laughs> I mean, I guess I knew, you know, I knew enough of, about the movie going in that this is what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That it was going to be, you know, raunchy, fairly explicit. You know, I mean, the trailer yeah. is she, as she writes down the names of the, right, the, the things, things she wants to try. But like, I love it. OK, but she doesn't know what they are. Yes. Like, that's yes. what's funny right. to me. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking about when they're at the little picnic table and she was like, yeah, I think or whatever, I need to find a guy and then I can get him to, or no, and then I can, however she says it, she is the active one and the, I can pearl necklace him. Yes, <laughs> yes. she says, that yes. sounds elegant. And her friends are like, it's not. It's not, yeah. But also you couldn't have that now because of the internet. Right, right, so, right. There's right. something, there was something to me charming about, also I'm a list maker, but like about her making the list. I just, I, I did feel like her friends let her down a little bit in terms of like not explaining the things to yeah, her. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, Be- and, that, and, that, and that felt to me a little cheap because then, you know, I get that if, if I'm one of her friends, if I'm Fiona sitting across mm-hmm. from her and she says that about, yeah, I'm going to pearl necklace him and, you know, that elegant. I'm going to say, okay, um, honey, we need to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, like that's not what that means. Yeah. There are things you need to know. Let's go through this list together and I will explain right. what you're getting yourself into. And I think I, my read is that the movie didn't do that because it was – they thought it was funny that she would continue not to know what these things are and have to right. look things up and ask the librarian and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I just – that joke got – 
tiresome for me as the movie went along, where, where, where it was funny at the beginning. And then I'm like, well, yeah, like, but in real life, this is not how this would happen. Or these friends are not good sure. friends. And I'm, the movie right. is telling me these are, these are good friends. So. Yeah, I agree. I was also, I was uncomfortable by it. Then when we get to the dynamic of, you know, rumors sort of start and various guys don't like, don't entirely know what's happening, but sort of create their own narrative about it. And Mm -hmm. then there's like, they're taking advantage of her naivete, but like her, her naive libido, if you will, Mm -hmm. the name Mm -hmm. of my new band. Um, and so in those aspects I didn't like it's sort of kind of the beginning I guess like the making the list I liked where they got to in the end that was like yes these things are all important but they're also just parts of life and Uh they can be as important as we need them to be like I don't know the way they came to it in the end I liked it was the middle that made me uncomfortable right Colin how did the frank sexuality strike you (laughs) I, I actually I actually thought it was going to be raunchier um, uh. just based on the trailer. Oh, okay. uh, and it was, you know, there was, I, I, I think in a sense it was done with somewhat of a moniker of respect compared to what it could have mm, been. Mm. There was, there was nothing full on. Sure. There was nothing, there was nothing full frontal there. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even, not sure. even so much as a breast shot. It mm-hmm. was uh so in that sense, they did kind of keep it toned down. Um, I don't know with the uh, with the friends not explaining anything to her. I think I think some of that could have been um, they're probably used to her being a know it all all the time, and mm-hmm. so that's it's maybe humorous to them that there's finally something she doesn't know, and they could kind of maybe lord it over her sure. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. on the on the raunch scale, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was lowish. Um, I I don't know who the intended audience mm-hmm. was. Is it teens, tweens, adults? I think probably adults who had nostalgia for the '90s, like myself. Oh yeah, me too. Huh? That soundtrack was clutch. Um, soundtrack was amazing. I think I, I agree with you, Colin. It wasn't as, it wasn't visually explicit all the time, but I think yeah. all the dialogue, like all the words, <laughs> are not words that I hear all together <laughs> in the movie that often. Um, Even in the nineties. The other part that annoyed me. Okay, well, let's. In nineteen ninety three, I was much too young for any of this. So <laughs> let's. No, Um, No, you're the same age as I am. You would have been in like sixth grade. Yep. No, (laughs) I was in third grade. Thank you very much. In 93? Yes. No, you'd have been 11. No, no, no. Because for me, (laughs) the year and the grade have the same number. So 93 is third grade, 94 is fourth grade. How does that... That's a, no, no, been I was in third grade. That's a great way to keep track of that, though. That's impressive. I Thank wish I could you. do that. Been in the third grade? No, no, no. <laughs> I was well. Okay, wait, wait. Let's not get into how old I was in whatever grade. I would have been ten at the end of third grade. Yes. Uh, but in the meantime, the other thing that bothered me about the friends was the way the dad and I love Clark Gregg. Yeah. At, I think he's a great actor. I think mm-hmm. He's fun. I'm fine with the straight laced. He's the judge. He's the judge. I don't like that he was slut shaming the friends constantly. Yeah. 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 Calling them her loose friends. I think he could have, there still could have been tension there with your lazy friends or your, um, C average friends or, you know, any way to make them distinct from his daughter. But I, it was speaking of low hanging fruit. Um, I feel like it was a cheap shot to just go after their sexuality. 
Yeah, he made me uncomfortable through the whole thing. And I, 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 you know, and you know, I, I've talked on this podcast before. I think about my feelings about overly, um, overly virtue protecting fathers and how that that's a trope I, I would like to stamp out of the culture. Um, sure, it's gross. But I, it's gross. And I, and I, you know, there's, we can, and you know, uh, there's just the possessiveness of it. And it's just, uh, 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 uh. Um, and I, but I think that he doesn't, um, I, so when I saw him and Connie Britton together, I believe her and I don't believe him. Like he feels like he's playing a type and she feels like she's playing a character. Right. And that's the thing that then throws me. Ooh, I and I like that. I'm not then at all. I, I'm just, I just don't, I don't believe him. Even, even at the end, he, when he, at the very end, he walks in on them and like is lying about the back door. And okay, I'm tired of everyone walking in on each other. <laughs> like that also made me so uncomfortable and I thought it was unnecessary. It just, you just but, didn't need I mean, it. Was, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I just went. No, sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead, please. Like I give me one or the other. Give me, they're both in vans rocking the vans at the same time mm-hmm. which would be life ending <laughs> I think in its hauntingness um, or him walking in on Rachel Bilson and um, Bill Hader right. but not both plus the last and one and then the one at yeah, the end right. like that was too yeah which also that was confusing to me because then it like I don't want to get into it but like they weren't having anal sex. No, I know. So, like, the joke didn't work. Nope. To me. Okay. Nope. It didn't. It didn't. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And also, that's just so... That's also, to me, so passe in a grossed out by things that you personally don't include in your life. Right, right. right? You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not... Uh, so it's a little gay panicky for me. Yeah, totally, um, totally. Which I guess is true to 1993, but we would hope would not be perpetuated in 2013. Right, but we're supposed to laugh at it with him in 2013. Right. As opposed to... So there's a lot of... Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. Eh. It's problematic. And eh, didn't like it. I did not like it. kind of... I mean, not that part, but other things were funny. Like what? I don't know. Like the poor kid... I know, right? Well, yes, here's why, because I want to bring this up. Okay. Uh, no pun intended. Um, they're in a very empty movie theater, and, like, she is out to cross handjob off her list, and I started laughing because, like, the previews weren't even over. <laughs> like, she's just like, I'm at the movies. This is what I need to do. Right. And so as much as that was very cringy sequence, it was also, to me, I thought the, the Johnny Simmons the yes. boy, yes. Cameron, um, played that very well with just like mortified, but also was not going to argue. Right, right. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. I totally. So uh, funny. Um, and then the person who told them to shush was Darcy Carden. Who's that? Janet from The Good Place. Oh, I don't watch The Good Place. Oh, oh wow. I like never would have gotten that. Better. Oh, no, no, no. I want to watch <laughs> Right. No. I want to watch The Good Place. I, I just, I haven't, I haven't it's yet. It's so good. Um, <laughs> wow. She's also in Barry. And, and that's because at the time, shortly before and at the time this movie was made, Darcy Carden was nanny for Maggie Carey and Bill Hader. Well, hold on. Who used to be married. They used to uh, be married? Maggie Carey used to be married to Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm learning all kinds of things here. Together. Wow. Okay. Um, and so Darcy Carden, while studying comedy and all that, was their nanny. So she got uh, a a part in this movie, bit part in the movie. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. Okay. I was so excited to see her. I almost didn't recognize her, also. But um, so I guess I was trying to say I thought some of the actors did a good job. But yeah, I guess I'm I'm just frustrated because. There are pieces that I like and right. I want a, I guess here's it. I want a female empowered 
coming into your sexuality movie and I got it and it's book smart. And so why did I make us go back to this? <laughs> well, no. And you know, there are one of the things I texted you that was fun in this movie is that everybody's in this movie. You know, we haven't mentioned that Donald everybody's Glover in is in this movie, you know, like Donald yes. Glover has a, has a, has a, um, like a, a bit part in this movie and you, and, and executes mm-hmm. it beautifully, you know? Um, and I liked Bill right. Hader's, um, he had funny stuff with the, younger kids at the pool um there there's some interactions that they yeah. have um who, they, they're sort of more like wise than he is or you know worldly than he is in some ways and i don't know i like that i like that kind of relationship that they had um and um yeah, you know yeah there are things to recommend about this movie and look if you're someone who loves this movie because it came out at just the right time for you and you were the age that was you know perfect to see this you know like i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad movie i just saying i didn't care for it very much you know and 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 i'm sure that there are movies that we love from our teenage years that people would look at today and say oh well that's that that's not very good you know and that that may be beside the point like anybody for whom this movie was helpful in some way of showing a a positive um you know uh, mother child relationship about sex or showing a, a friend group that's a, you know, a positive, you know, female group of friends who can get in fights and make up and, you know, like be real, you know, supportive of one another, even through, uh, you know, all these, their, their own issues, all that stuff. I, that's, that's great. It just doesn't, yeah, it just didn't like, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. <laughs> it didn't cross everything yeah. off my to-do list. Oh, nicely put. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, now I'm getting antsy. So uh, <laughs> what other things should we talk about? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not usually this. Uh, we could, can, I also, can I say one thing about the the movie? Is that, um, it, so this movie was made for a million and a half bucks which is not a lot of money for movies. It's a tiny, tiny budget. And it made that much money on its opening weekend. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, isn't that great? I mean, I think what part of that is um, people's friends. You know what I mean? Like, you can get an Andy Samberg to come in. You can get a Donald Glover to come in. Um, And so... That's once you get one Friday Night Lights, you get the next. Right, right. Um, no, that's awesome. I'm so it was um, financially successful. Yeah, it made almost four million dollars worldwide. So it's it it Ooh. did what it had to do, and it launched you know launched Maggie Carey's. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say launch. It, it it took her to a new level of directing. She's directed a bunch of TV since then. Some some really great, really great TV. Okay. You know, it did it did a lot of things. The other thing that was happening at this time is that Aubrey Plaza was sort of stepping into. Uh, I'm going to be able to get these very strange indie movies made because I'm Aubrey Plaza and I'm, I carry some heft now. And um, some of them are weird and like some of them are super weird and some of them are super weird, super funny. <laughs> and some of them are not very good, yes. but I, I like that she takes chances. And if this helped that to happen, um, that I'm, that I'm really glad that, you know, out of this, we get the little hours or, you know, wh- whatever the crazy, crazy things right. that she was able to, to get made Safety that way. Guaranteed. That was before this, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ingrid goes West uh, oh. came after this and life after Beth. I mean, these oh, things yeah, are, okay. you know, that are, that are more, that are more strange. So I, I, maybe that's a reason to be sort of, um, grateful that the movie exists too, you know? Sure. I have seen one of those. I haven't even heard of the other two. (laughs) They're tiny and weird. Which one have you seen? Safety Night Guaranteed? Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Aislinn, have you seen The Little Hours? I have not. Not yet. You um, sent me to the trailer for it years ago. Yeah. And then I felt like I couldn't find it. And now I feel like it's streaming somewhere. Yeah. It's very strange. I did like it, but I can see how almost nobody else would. It's it's an ad- adaptation of this like middle age text about these nuns and these nuns like, but the but the nuns are all played by 
like Aubrey Plaza is one of the nuns, and who, who's the who's Alison the actor? Brie. Alison Brie and um, Ooh, uh, love her. Dave Franco is in it, and uh, who's the uh, Duncey Riley plays a priest in it. Molly Shannon is like the head late. So they're but they're acting and speaking in in very modern vernacular. Like they don't hide that they're, and and it's all like weird, funny sex jokes, and but it's this convent in the Middle Ages in you know, the middle of Europe. And it's, um, it's so, so weird, but I, I do, re- I do recommend it as like a, <laughs> what is this thing? Anyway. So anyway, that's, that's a real tangent, but that's a movie uh, that I like that maybe got made partly because this movie was successful. <laughs> I think it was also a stretch for Rachel Bilson. I don't know enough about her character on the OC to know how this was different from her or what, how, in what way? I mean, just like uh, to play the well, to play a um, more of a side character, and you know, uh, for the purposes of my comment, not how I feel in quotes, like slutty bitchy sister, uh-huh, uh-huh. is not doesn't seem entirely on brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's uh, Heart of Dixie is the show that she. Um, so after the OC, then the show that she was the the lead what do you of call it like anchor. Oh, lead of yeah. yeah. She played Dr. Zoe Hart, it looks like. <laughs> yes, on Heart of Dixie. Yeah, I'm looking at the at the uh, IMDb so, here. So, you know, like pigs and cows and pie. Oh, and that kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So. Hey, Joe, want to play a game? <laughs> yes, let's play a game. Yeah. Okay. So, as we've mentioned, um, Colin, we play a game every every um episode and um they're all different but i'm the rule master for all of them when you say it it's so much less scary than saw (laughs) (laughs) oh god is that did i use the wrong phrase i haven't seen those movies no you actually use that phrase every time yeah oh my gosh i had no idea you didn't know you were quoting saw no I thought that was your, I thought that was your joke. <laughs> I'm gonna have to reevaluate. Forty-five um. episodes into this podcast, <laughs> and Colin helps us figure that out. God, thank you so much, Colin. That's what I'm here for. So, um, as as we've discussed, there are a lot of um, euphemisms for sexual activities. Uh, that uh, our main character doesn't know, um, but that can make things confusing. And I think it's also true that sometimes mundane activities sound inappropriate, right? So, <laughs> yes. like every six weeks or so, Natalie goes and gets a Brazilian blowout. Well, that's just something you do to your hair. Mm-hmm. But it sounds inappropriate. It does indeed. Yes. So I would like, I have five mundane activities. And if, if there's anything we know about isolation, <laughs> it's um, full of mundane activities. Uh-huh. I would like you both to come up with a euphemism for the mundane activity that makes it sound like it belongs on the to-do list. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Take, take, the, take the clean and make it dirty. Yes, make it sound, sound dirty. dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. You. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number one, I would like the dirty sounding euphemism for folding the laundry. Okay. Um, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Stuffing the socks. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Point Tobin. Woo. Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> Number two. The uh, euphemism that makes it sound dirty to get a manicure. I mean, getting nailed. Very good. Point Colin. Very good. Love it. All right. Here's one for y'all. 
euphemism for meditating. Okay. Um, Hitting the Zen spot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. All right. Oh, Colin. Wow. Point Colin. Oh, that's good. Done. All right. Uh, number four. Paying taxes. Giving it to Uncle Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all. It is a tied score, two to two. So I think for this final one, I would accept an answer from both of you if you both had one, and then I will determine which is better. Um, the final mundane activity is trying on a sweater at the Gap. Oh. Uh, getting your knit to fit. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I, I'm so close, but I'm just not there. That's Something what about said. turtlenecks. Oh, and I thought that was gaps. your answer. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Turtlenecks are good. Oh, turtleneck in the gap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for such a valiant effort, I would like to call it a tie. If you'll permit me. Yeah, I I like a tie. A tie is good. Yeah. I like a tie. Tie game. Thank you so much for playing, everyone. That's a good game. Um, If listeners played at home and you want to um, tweet me a euphemism for any of those activities, Please, please feel free to do so. Absolutely. So, Colin, now is the time in our podcast where we decide if a movie is progressive or regressive. Is it a step forward or a step back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera? What do you think, Colin? Progressive or regressive? Progressive. All right. Do you have any additional comments or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like y'all were saying. It launched. It launched careers. Um, it was a stepping stone for them to go on and do better things. It was. Uh, it was. It showed that there's, you know, that there is a female take on, on the trope that is the uh, sexual mm-hmm. coming of age. Um. Yeah, I mean. It, Strong women behind and in front of the camera. It's, yeah, it's a progressive. Awesome. Thank you. Tobin, what do you say? I think Colin just um, convinced me. I, I was going yeah. to say neutral. Um, but no, I, I'm convinced. I think, I think that's right. I guess I was so put off by the Clark Gregg character that I was somehow, and I know that's not the movie's point of view, but it was leeching into the movie's point of view in some kind of way. And, but I know that's not right because of everything else that's going on here. So yeah, I w- I'll say progressive. Yeah. I said gently, gently progressive. Ooh, I like that. Gently progressive. Said, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, uh, like you said, it was made, um, for a million and a half, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Which is nothing in movie land right. money. Um, it was financially successful. Uh, as Colin mentioned, it got other people other jobs. And I just, uh, I do love a lady written and directed sassy movie. So even though it's not perfect, um, I'll say, I'll say, I'm trying to think of a word other than not gently. Um, I will say drum roll. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've lost my brain. I'm trying to like, it's sort of like it, it winks at progressive or it's like, it's like, um, it whispers progressive. It's just, oh, yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. Uh, so next up, uh, we, Iceland and I are going to take a second shot at recording an episode on Widows. <laughs> We're so sorry it didn't work out last time, but we love this movie. And uh, I look forward to discussing it again to see if we steal each other's lines. Yeah. You'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know. But <laughs> probably I'll be like, oh, I never noticed X, Y, Z. Yeah. And someone will be like, those are my things. Well, and you know, it'd be interesting so. to watch it again. I've only seen it the one time. So to see it again, uh, what... 
what new will emerge from the, because I'm sure there's more there that we didn't catch the first time. So, um, Absolutely. And this gives folks another month to see it, too, because I, I do think it's an underwatched film. Yes, right. Um, so we are going to have seen it and discussed it twice for you. The least you can do is watch it once. Let's watch it and tune in. So on April 28th, <laughs> look for us to drop an episode on the Steve McQueen-directed film Widows. Colin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Pleasure's mine. Where uh, do do you want to be? Do you like being found online? And if so, where can people find you to tell you what a wonderful job that you did on the podcast? Ah, uh, yeah, Twi- twizzle me on <laughs> on the Insta face, um, all the things. Um, so you could you could holler at me at Woo Veterans on Instagram. Uh, at Woo Veterans on Twitter, um, and I occasionally stream on the old Twitch, the Ooh. Big Harney. Um, and yeah, just that's that's where I could be found. And let's spell for non Oregonians. Oh, um, yeah, Woo is W O U, Western Oregon. Yeah. So um, yeah, Woo Veterans. That's great. And are there? Do you have content that includes your dog? on those platforms uh almost exclusively <laughs> excellent okay, there Sold. You go. so tune in for colin and kender it's worth it folks awesome Islin, uh are you found online these days reluctantly on twitter yes um at sassy nerd mt uh which i also recently have been just posting dog stuff because it's the only thing that calms me down <laughs> um so yeah, find me there. Tobin, what about you? Yes, I'm on Twitter these days, but I just doom scroll. So I don't think you should follow. Send me pictures of your dogs, please. Because yeah, exactly. uh, that will that will help my blood pressure. Uh, so, but yes, you can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington, all one word. And you can find us on Twitter at contenders underscore pod or on Patreon at thecontenderspod.com. Special thanks to our members who've joined at the marquee level or above, Sean Flynn and Jeff Addington. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The rest of you can become a member today just uh, and you can connect with our listeners. Let me start again. Become a member today, connect with our other listeners and support our show. We here at The Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can explore all their great shows at cageclub.me and you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings on Twitter at cageclubpod. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm Aislinn Addington. I'm Colin. (laughs) I am Tobin Addington. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and keeping everyone else safe and healthy by staying indoors and uh, if you can. And we will see you next time on The Contenders. Okay, and now we'll do a, a three, two, one clap. Aislinn, if you'd be so kind. Three, oh, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was close-ish. Close, yeah. It was close. better. Good enough for government work. Oh, I will figure it all out.